Guys, it seems weird. I, I I don't think I've ever asked you guys this question, but what what is your favorite like horror subgenre? Like, if you had to pick one, what would it be? Oh, I'm I'm, mm. I'm partial to zombies. You know? Yeah, you like a zombie flick? I like, Meg, I, I like it a zombie. I, yeah. I like when shit's a bit gory, so I'll probably go with like slashers. Slashers, yeah. I honestly, I'm more of a like mid 90s supernatural action horror demonic karate sci-fi buddy cop crime drama kind of guy <laughs> so with that being said boys and girls welcome to a very special punishment episode of halloween is forever i'm brian i'm meg i'm disappointed yeah because yeah because i feel like you could have you could have done like a layup of like a rabbi a priest and a cop <laughs> go to jerusalem <laughs> right yeah i guess i should i just was trying to figure out what like what genre would this film go into and we'll talk about what film it's gonna be guys hold on to your fucking britches but when i was thinking about what the genre is i was like boy howdy this is a little bit of everything mm-hmm. um in this film now guys uh we'll get into why i picked this film and and why uh i'll, I'll give you a hint it should be very clear it has Bad. to do with megan's it has to do with Megan Steve's insolence. Um, but Oh, I uh, thought it was because you're a jack bag. No, 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 no. You you lost, you deserve bad things to happen to you. And so I, being a, a just champion, had to get had to punish you for, for your insolence and your and and your poor performance. So as you guys know, uh, here on this old podcast, we do a little thing once a month. We do a showdown episode. Your boy took home that motherfucking strap, that championship belt for the month of November. So all the rights and privileges uh, go to the champ, um, you know, to, to, to the victor go the spoils. So I got to pick a punishment episode for Megan Steve or a punishment movie rather for Megan Steve just to remind them where they exist on the hierarchy of Halloween is forever, which is hmm. at the bottom, licking my pants. <laughs> wow. Meg, I was just going to keep going until Meg responded because she was blankly staring at the screen, not making any facial expressions. And I was just going to keep saying, I just was in my mind. Increasingly, I was like, okay, increasingly all right, let's go. Rude keep things on. until she responded. That's where um, I was too, Meg. I was just blocking him out until he was done talking. Yeah. I was just trying to get a this response out of you this guys. Is what we have to do. This is how we deal with Brian. Yeah, listen, all I'm saying is that the, 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 the champs got, got the belt back where it belongs, right? Right around my waist, right on my shoulder. So um, I picked a little movie for this punishment episode here uh, from uh, 1994 uh, called Hellbound, starring one Mr. Chuckles Norris, you guys. He fucks shit up in this movie. Not in acting sense. He's truly t- terrible. But in a, but it, with his feet is what <laughs> no, I meant to say. No, he definitely fucks things up as an acting sense. <laughs> he does. Yeah, but in a mm-hmm. negative sense. Not in like a, I came in and fucked shit up kind of yeah. sense. Like he he did. He met, he made a lot of mistakes. As in, uh, One of them is deciding to be a professional actor. It's a, um, it's a, it just, I had a very weird 
uh, kind of day yesterday yeah. <laughs> as preparing for this because I watched right. this film. Sure. And then right after I watched Amsterdam with Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. And there just mm-hmm. could not be a greater <laughs> swing in acting quality. Yeah. With with <laughs> Christian Bale and Margot Robbie uh, and Robert De Niro in that movie. <laughs> and then you come over and you see Chuck Norris. Just he's a he's a plank of wood with a beard mm-hmm. uh, that kicks things. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's really what he is uh, as I an honestly, actor. I honestly, I like we will probably get into it more, but like I never don't even think I can recall like ever really watching Chuck Norris as an actor when I was a kid. Yeah, and all I ever saw him was on infomercials. Sure, and so mm-hmm. seeing him in this setting, I was like, I, I thought that there would be a difference between mm-hmm. the two, Mm-mm. and there isn't. <laughs> all his best work is on infomercials. <laughs> Yeah, um, he shows more emotion selling, you know, uh, exercise equipment than he does in any of his actual uh, performing, uh, you know, actor roles. But listen, guys, we'll get into it. We got a couple other things we got to do here at the top of the show. Once, you know, as always, I should probably say right off the top of the top of the show that if you haven't already, go ahead and uh, and go follow us on the social medias and at Halloween is forever. Uh, you know, we got the Instagram and the Tiki Talkies and the Twitters and the Force Books and all that kind of stuff. The most important reason why you should do that right this very damn second is because we are going to um, start talking about our December showdown episode, which we're bringing back our secret Satan um, uh, uh, approach to our showdown episode for the month of December. Uh, We're going to throw another little wrinkle in there, which I think is going to make it extra fun for you here. So here's how it's going to go. Actually, you know what? Let's talk about beers first. Let's do when you guys some beers and then we'll talk about how this is going to (laughs) go. You give them old two strokes on the cock and say, yeah, you know what? Let's do something else. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Uh, They they don't call me the edge lord. Let's do some beers first. What are we talking about beers here? What, What do you got? What do you got? I got beers. I got mm. I got hype beers. Oh yeah, Aww. but I don't I don't know if I'm hype about it. Mm. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get messages. I think yeah. I'm drinking the Alchemist. And oh, I nice got, job. Got some of that old focal banger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it is. It's fine. Guys, guys. Spoiler alert. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as is Hetty Topper. It's fine. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. fine. I was out in uh, I was out in Philadelphia this past week, and I was you know out at some some beer stores and whatnot, uh, hanging around with some of our uh, distributor friends out there. And uh, apparently, Trillium is hitting the Philly market, and they're mm. getting like little drops here and there. And uh, we were actually in one store, a really awesome place called the Beer Yard, um, and uh, in 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 Wayne. Anyway. Um, Great folks, uh, check them out. Awesome beer. Anyway, um, this we're sitting there BSing, and all the guys who work there have been in beer forever, uh, and they're just so over like hazies and shit. Like we go in there, like mm-hmm. they're like, "What's new?" Uh, we're like, "Just don't say hazy. Whatever it is, it's hazy. Don't say." But in any case, this guy walks in, and he, the, the guy behind the counter, he walks back to the front corner counter, walks to the back, and the guy goes, "See that guy right there?" I'm like what? He goes, "Guarantee you, he's going to ask about." Trillium. <laughs> like, Why? He goes, look how he's dressed. He was wearing like skinny.
skin tight like dress pants like dockers he looked like he was going to like a conor mcgregor like birthday themed birthday party oh, or something God, like that okay so He's like just super, like a, super tight polo around the biceps financial yeah. douche oh yeah, yeah i would guess that too probably yeah. wore the double polo in high mm. school yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Those are the people who are really into they, Hazy's now. Yeah. Hazy's are just Still. people who talk about cryptocurrency. That's who is really they, die Hazy's nowadays. They just got him to stop popping his collar in 2020. He put him down. <laughs> he put him down yeah. like where you lower the flag at half mass because Joe Biden got elected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he, he has two tattoos on either arm. One of them says... Uh, uh, Portnoy must for president, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the and the other one says salt life on the other side. Salt life. <laughs> Just absolute fucking douchebags. Uh, um, not saying the beer is bad or the people who make it are bad. It's I'm also just fine. All the it's people fine. that drink it are douches. <laughs> it's who they attract. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because it's rare, they want it because it's rare. Was it them or Treehouse that just opened like a golf country club or whatever? Sounds right. So, uh, so one of them did it. And just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes so much sense. Yeah, it's fucking genius. Jesus fucking um, Because these guys have a lot of money and they suck. So take <laughs> it from them. <laughs> so, yeah, Steve's got a hype, uh, hype hazy, yeah, which I went, is fine. It's it. It was it was just a thing to check out. And then because mm -hmm. I, I was also picking up some for a friend and just as a freelancer, I make my own hours so I can go mm -hmm. out and run errands for other people if I want. Sure. So I went to JR's at 10 in Did the morning. Did you charge for that? I'll take, a, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 picked you, I picked you up three Fords and, you know. But, you have. Uh, yeah, so I went to JR's at 10 in the morning mm -hmm. thinking, okay, I'll just pick some up and go and it'll be fine. The entire lot was full. Oh, my God. The number of dudes between 30 and 60 who have time on their hands to just, like, stand in line and pick up four packs. There was, yeah. a, there was an old guy who was probably, like, between 55 and 60 and he dropped 170 on fucking yeah. four packs of he yeah. of heady topper and focal banger well, i'm good like on jr's yeah. i suppose oh yeah they yeah. were yeah it was but out <laughs> well, this is the funny thing is it's not like it's not even like it's hard to get now mm -hmm. like you can find it like you'll go into some random spot and like like i was over at my my buddy's house who he's not even like a real big you know beer guy and uh we were over there because we had the kids over trick-or-treating and he's like uh oh hey you know, beers in the there's beer in the fridge or whatever. I open it up. He's got like pumpkin and you know high life <laughs> and heady topper. <laughs> you know, that is quite the mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was literally the three beers. Oh, and uh, what was the other? And harpoon Oktoberfest. Oh, great. <laughs> like that was it because it's you know. But anyway, um, all right, Meg. What, what do you got? What do you got? Um, after I after knowing, light. no, I mean I do have Bush that apple. in the fridge. <laughs> Well, I don't have that in the fridge. I actually, yeah. mm, I might change it up because I, what I'm drinking and what I'm going to drink on the apple. show. No, I'll be right back. She doesn't want to tell right. us what she is drinking. It's, I know. She's no, somehow yeah. more embarrassed about that, which. Yeah, I don't know. I, no. Meg just. Got, <laughs> I can only imagine it's like some seltzer or founders. No, okay, or, so story time. So, but I'm like, I am staying really close to work and I had to mm -hmm. work this morning and I wake up to shower. And there's no water. Mm. So I'm oh. like, oh okay, well, if there's no water here, that means there's no water at work. I'm texting people. So anywho, mm -hmm. I still go into work and I, I'm doing stuff and one of the guys is going on errands and he's like, yo, I'm going to pick up Taco Bell for everyone. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> but since 
we weren't going to be working for the rest of the day, we decided Mm -hmm. collectively that we were going to put vodka in our Baja Blast because that's what you do. Yeah, sure. So right here, I got my vodka Baja Blast. Uh, I see. I see. I see. (laughs) I see why you didn't want to admit that right off the top. Not technically a beer. Okay. (laughs) Not a beer. But I was also going to make a joke about wanting to get blackout drunk on the show because of how terrible this movie was. (laughs) But I did pick up the other day Celebration. So Mm. I'll drink that because... That is the classy thing to do besides the fact that when I bought it, I brought two um, to my buddy Aaron's brewery and mm-hmm. we shotgunned them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a heck of a beer to shotgun. It was, it was a little rough. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a six. Rough. What is it? Six and a half percent IPA or some seven percent. Like but it was just like yeah. it sat in my stomach real bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good beer, but it's it can conditioned. It's hot. It's, you know aggressively bitter that's gonna hurt your stomach it's honestly um, one of my favorite seasonals in like ever yeah. you know what i mean yeah it's good so. it's it's a really good ipa um and it's an old school ipa mm-hmm. and it's yeah. funny because there are beers like that that are sold all year round uh nobody gives a hot shit about them <laughs> but when it comes out in the seasonal although you know you see it especially this time of year you know it's fresh which makes it you know all the difference with a beer like that that beer that's does true. not I mean, Sierra Nevada's does, but a lot of beers like that, you know, kind of amber colored, you know, classic Seahawk driven American IPAs like those beers age like cottage cheese. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With all that crystal malt in it and stuff. And so. it's one of the few that I will for sure accept buying, you know, a month and a half mm-hmm. before I would mm-hmm. really want to be drinking holiday beers. Yeah. But yeah. the same fact, no. though, that it's a beer you could drink all year round. Like, I would That's what I'm saying. There's nothing particularly yeah. holiday-y about it. Um, yeah, it's not even extra piney like or anything. It's kind of like the Starbucks glass. You know, nah. it's like they just put the fancy label on it, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're in. You're Red feeling cup. festive. Red cup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's an assault, it's an assault on Christian values, but, Tell you. Um, <laughs> you know. It's a war on Christmas out here, guys. Yes. They put on the date coder, fuck, fuck Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, wow. That's but like, when, yeah, when is that up then? When is that up then? I don't know. Oh, that, does, that, actually, that line doesn't expire. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, guys. I am drinking uh, a little. I hope you're drinking uh, horse think... piss right now. <laughs> No, 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 certainly not. I'm drinking Poplar Pills uh, by Mainstay, Mainstay Independent in uh, in uh, beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, killer uh, German Pills. And then I have another one on deck here, which I'm about to try, which I've had a few beers from these uh, these guys, uh, OEC, which I don't know how to pronounce it because it's um, it's all in Latin or some crazy shit but they do a bunch of like oak fermented crazy like old world um lager beers and this is their oak fermented dry hopped pilsner lager beer which i'm, mm-hmm. I'm about to uh probably jump into right after this yeah they so. were nice they were at the golden age lager fest uh earlier this year and that was, were that was they? real nice yeah they cool. man their beers are cool uh really unique really consistent like yeah i uh I think it was like a couple other brewers from like different spots that like came together and so I, I don't know I don't know the whole story about it I'll have to look it up but um, I've been pretty impressed with their beers um, 
every time you know i think i probably had three or four of them so um all right guys uh let's get back to that whole little spinny wheel thing that i was talking about in the secret satan so last year we did a little thing where we picked a topic i don't remember what the topic was what was it Hellraiser, oh, yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ. How could you forget that? <laughs> um, we did Hellraiser for Christmas last year, but we did Secret Satan style, which very much like a Secret Santa type situation. We drew names out of a hat and then we picked each other's movies um, and then we had to watch and then defend those particular movies. Um, problem with that is there's only three of us, so it became pretty easy to determine who picked whose movie. Um, so we're going to throw a little wrinkle into the mix here. We're going to spin that wheel per use, which for those of you who are new to the show, how it works is you suggest topics, subgenres, all manner of, of horror and spooky yuki type of things to us. We throw it on that spinning old wheel, then we get three of them, and then our social media friends and listeners help us pick it by voting on Instagram and Twitter which of those three topics is going to be our showdown episode for the following month. We're going to still do that whole same thing. However, once we decide on a topic, we are not going to pick our own movies. We're going to have a secret satan situation with the listeners guys so here's how it's going to go you're going to see a post coming up here in the coming week so if you don't follow us on the social medias you should probably go out and do that um and you are going to sign up uh if you want to to be in that drawing where three of our listeners are going to get picked to select a movie for one of us specifically so you may have to pick a movie for me if in you know if you want to you know uh, be be a pal and pick something good that associates with the topic that's cool um it, you maybe you get meg and you want to just fuck her over hard you can do that too you can give her some horseshit well, pile of garbage as that long she as wants there's to. horses yeah <laughs> that's true as long as it's if it's shit it's gotta be horse shit uh, horse, horse girl's gonna horse. Yeah, I um, have my notebook out just now, and you guys are gonna see my sick oh sticker on it. <laughs> oh my god, she does have a big horse sticker on it. Um, anyway, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. So follow us on the social medias if you want to be in the uh, uh, the running to select one of our secret Satan movies that we are gonna talk about in uh, the festive month of December. All right. Let's spin that son of a bitch and wheel, Steve. Let's get three out there. Get ready to let's get that son of a bitch and wheel spinning. All right, what do we got first? Number one. Mm-hmm. So this is this is something we've had. We need to pick a region or a country to represent. So So we're gonna pick one based on that. Yeah, we yeah, it's it just it's just pick a random region. So like okay. whatever region we want to pick from, we just gotta specify mm. what it is. Hmm. What do you guys think? I mean, December, um, for whatever reason, British, you know, you think, you know, Charles Dickens mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff around Christmas time. So my brain goes to British. Sure. I, I mean, I still I think if we did, I, I really want I feel like I want to explore more like an, an Asian country. I think that would mm-hmm. be really fun. You know, well, you know, that's where some of the I mean, obviously, Korea japan i mean obviously rich rich horror culture there steve do you have any suggestions uh i mean i'm kind of with meg but also i agree with you brian if we're thinking holiday time so like yeah i like i like both so actually i don't have a good (laughs) so i'll defer to the champ if the champ all right all right if you want to pick british isles well let's do british let's do british um and then we'll uh make sure that Korean and Japanese are both on there too because I think that would be awesome to do a whole yeah. 
you know, designated episodes. Obviously, uh, Japan and uh, I, I would go as far as to say Japan and Korea have deeper catalogs than than Britain from a horror perspective. So mm-hmm. um, we'll throw these in here with the Secret Satan type situation. All right. So first one is British horror. Yep. What's number two? The next one is Best Nightmare on Elm Street, including remakes. Hmm. We, All right. we include fan films. I don't know that they exist, but. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one to do a fan film for, yeah. huh? Uh, they probably exist, but not quite as easy as, as Michael or Freddy, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, Michael or Jason. Um, I actually just rewatched watched the first nightmare on elm street rewatch like i've watched a hundred mm-hmm. times but it's probably been a man eh, nah, it's probably only been yeah, like a year was, since i watched that was it my halloween pick for this year on halloween mm-hmm. i watched it yeah such a great movie such a good mm-hmm. movie. all right nightmare on elm street uh what is number three? Ooh. now this is what i'm here for <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> kaiju big battle oh nice any any big monster non-godzilla movies Yes. So we're going any, you know, kaijus, but we're going non-Gojira. Non-Gojira because there's enough Gojira movies to do an entire episode for. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So number three, Kaiju Big Battle, Sans Godzilla. Um, All right. That'd be fun. I can imagine. I can can imagine getting into some of that around around the holiday season. All right. Those are three very fun ones. I'm going to be honest with you. Going to have a hard time imagining Nightmare on Elm Street not winning. Uh, But uh, but secretly, I kind of like those other two even better. So although I do like the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, but um, uh, I was going to say which movie I desperately want to get from that franchise. But I will not give it away (laughs) because Steve going to pick it. Actually, no, no, I can pick first. That's that's the beauty so, of nightmare being because yeah. the same way hellraiser we picked each mm-hmm. other's movies the way nightmare yeah. is somebody could be cool and yeah, that's true you know give one of us three and then somebody mm-hmm. could be not cool and give one of us five so well here's an interesting <laughs> thing we might have to figure out then too is if let's say hypothetically we do nightmare on elm street mm-hmm. and your boy wants to do dream warriors mm-hmm. right um and somebody picks Dream Warriors for me, but they also pick Dream Warriors for you. We'll see. We'll we'll do it by we'll do it by who gets pulled up on the wheel first. Okay. So so the person who gets peel, picked up on the wheel first gets to pick first. Mm. So like if you know pick who they want to pick the movie. Yeah. For. So if, if just gotcha. if just randomly out of a name, if B Drew, who gets he, he gets drawn from the drawing, and he yeah. gets uh, Meg. And he mm-hmm. says, I want to give Meg Dream Warriors. Mm-hmm. And then the next person, horror, uh, the Pizza Ohio nerds, and mm-hmm. they say, I want to give Brian Dream Warriors. You got to say no. Pick the, pick your next choice. So, gotcha. 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 I feel like someone's going to end up with an enemy this year. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Could happen. Could it's happen. possible. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I've been looking for a new like arch enemy going into the yeah. new year. It, I mean, and it may not necessarily be an enemy of you, but maybe they're just like, a fan of Brian and they want to they want to <laughs> sabotage you to make sure Brian keeps his belt. I, you know what? The funny thing is that wouldn't happen. I'm pretty sure Brian is everyone's enemy. <laughs> I'm a bad guy. All right. All, All right, right, Billie so, Eilish. <laughs> so, uh, British horror nightmare on Elm Street and Kaiju Big Battle Sands uh, Godzilla. So, uh, those are our picks. Keep an eye out 
uh, for a post on the social medias um, so you can volunteer, uh, first of all, to vote for one of those topics, but then also to volunteer to be one of our secret Satans. So, all right, guys, let's get into a little flicky called Hellbound, guys. Um, I don't know how much you've actually, you know, I don't want to say researched, but even IMDb'd this piece of shit. I picked this movie because I picked, or I watched this movie quite a bit as a child, as I did a number of Chuck Norris movies, as I did a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme, a lot of Steven Seagal, really anything with guys saying badass lines and fucking spin kicking people, (laughs) I was down for it. That was me and my brother's jam when we were kids. So we watched a lot of these movies. Steve and I took a little uh, trip down memory lane before we uh, started recording talking about Double Team, which that movie's not as erotic as it sounds, (laughs) but it does star one Mr. Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. The other movie where Jean-Claude Van Damme plays his own twin brother, that one also rolls. It's called Twin uh, twin Brother, guys. Double Impact. Double Impact, that's right. (laughs) It's so fucking bad, but I love it. Jean-Claude Van Damme, let's be honest, is Sidney Poitier compared to fucking Chuck Norris. I mean, even if you watch the JCVD uh, mm. film that's pretty good and then the TV yeah. show he did for Prime which was like mm. a, a parody of his life was also very funny I did not watch that it's, it's, I did not it, watch that it's very good it, it's kind of like uh, you know he gets thrown into a world of mysteries and spies and everything but he's playing mm-hmm. himself as an actor okay so it's like oh like he's the actor so yeah, yeah. gotcha and then like they're just like oh we thought you were like a badass you know we thought we could use you it's like no mm-hmm. so and he's like i'm old leave yeah. me alone i'm just an old belgian kid yeah. you know what i was trying to look for the name of this movie because it was the movie that i actually almost uh picked uh for you guys mm-hmm. um it is give me clues maybe i know it steven seagal movie oh, okay oh, God. recent one oh Nope. Where oh, he no. plays a sniper, and the movie is called oh something Sniper. <laughs> I've, I've watched that movie. Really? And I was high on mushrooms. That makes yes. sense. That was the only way I could have ever watched yeah. it, but it was hilarious on mushrooms, oh, and it's I, so I, bad. Yeah. But that's not a horror um, film, is it? <laughs> that's why I didn't pick it. Yeah. That's just, that's just Steven Seagal I mean, laying on his belly. it's a horrific film. <laughs> It's called Sniper Special Ops. It's unbelievably oh, okay. bad. Yeah. There's it's a so bunch bad. of wrestlers in it. You know, it's like one yeah. of those films. Yeah. It, yeah. Isn't it's like RVD bad. in it? Rob Van Dam's. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. Yep. Rob Van Dam's in it. <laughs> it's fucking horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, but yeah, I didn't pick it because it's not even remotely a horror movie. <laughs> a note about um, that movie, though, is I don't think Steven Seagal stands up. Yeah, he's, he's... No, no, he's laying on his belly. He's either time. in a... No, he's on a chair. He's, like, either in a folding yeah. chair, taking shots from a folding <laughs> chair. Like, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, good God, it's so bad. Um, but anyway, yeah, I was like, okay, I do want to put something in the vein of these just horrible, horrible um, action movies, um, but it's got to have a horror element. So, bingo, bango, bongo, here we come, Hellbound. The whole thing you should probably put into context here is this movie was directed by Chuck Norris's little brother, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's maybe the worst director that ever lived. Um, I also horrible. like to think that um, 
like when Aaron was making this movie that mm. he, like Chuck went to me like, you know, you have to like, I'm your little brother. I'm your big brother. Like you have to <laughs> yeah. cast me. Like yeah. I, that's the vibe. Like Aaron oh, didn't I think want it, it's to. It's the other way around. I think it's actually like Chuck Norris became famous. Mm-hmm. And then his little brother was like, I want to be a director. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, all right, you dumbass. Cause if you look at Aaron Norris's, filmography i mean he was a stunt man mm-hmm. like him and chuck were i think on the same path and chuck like obviously blew up and air and left him in the dust yeah. and he was like well i guess i'm gonna be a directo now can i direct a movie chuck and they're like yeah sure and then that turned into like 10 chuck norris movies because that's all he's directed i he, think oh yeah he's only directed chuck norris films uh, and some texas walker ranger whatever Texas Walker uh, Ranger. Whatever. I didn't watch that show. <laughs> oh, we watched it religiously. Um, literally and figuratively religiously. <laughs> but but like Chuck Norris, like he I feel like Aaron Norris is bad as a director, but he's a better director than his brother is an actor. If that oh, makes yeah. sense. Oh, well, yeah. that is like I mean, that's not particularly high praise because yeah. Chuck Norris is one of the worst actors that has consistently worked yeah like chuck norris never does anything good in this film but like there's some actual like interesting things in this film when chuck norris isn't involved like the 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 opening is kind of interesting even though it's it's literally the only interesting part it's like the rest of it is don't get me wrong i love this movie but i love it for how bad it is right. for the most part. There is a couple of things that are kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, they took a couple of big swings, which I did appreciate. The whole um, filming in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv is like, yeah. that's, that's super uncommon. And I think because of that is the reason why more films aren't filmed there. Yeah. Because this film is so bad and fucked everything <laughs> they burned up. burned so many bridges just when like, they were there. Never again. <laughs> I, I imagine it as it reminds me of a Muppet movie, like Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And it's the Muppets in the big city, but mm-hmm. it's Chuck Norris and uh, uh, Detective Jackson. His, 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 his Meanwhile, Chuck Norris's name in this is uh, Sergeant Shitter <laughs> or something. It's Frank Shatter. Shatter, whatever. <laughs> Frank Shatter. Uh, and then Jackson is his. Uh, so Shatter and Jackson, they're partners, um, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but they just feel like Muppets in Manhattan. But it's, you know, Jackson and Shatter in Tel Aviv. Yeah. Um, it's so fucking bad. Anyway, uh, the text scroll at the beginning makes zero fucking sense. And I would watch it over and over and over again. It makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. It's just incoherent jibber jabber about uh demons and 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 fucking prophecies and shit like that it gives you, you absolutely yeah you don't need it either because no then you <laughs> it get it all in the movie you get a 15 minute cold open yeah like it, it's 15 minutes before you ever see chuck norris because they have this whole opening that's i think a direct ripoff of the church it does seem like it because like the church starts the exact same way with Templar Knights mm-hmm. killing Satan worshipers. Yeah. Yeah. But the Satan worshipers are going to kill a baby. And then, yeah, it's a whole thing. Graham Chapman and Terry Gilliam show up and <laughs> fucking save them. It's, it's so asinine. You know, they show up and then there's this there's this guy and you get a look. You get a look at him. He's a bald guy with a ponytail, which is classic, <laughs> you know, 80s, 90s bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, he's Satan or kind of Satan or Satan's, you know, say one of Satan's dudes. He is um, his his demon name is Prosatonos. Yeah. Which, again, listen, 
There's no way I'm committing that to memory. Uh, he's a <laughs> Satanish guy. What I did like about that scene, besides like the production value is pretty decent. Like they got pretty good costumes. Like I said, they're shooting like it's a nice set piece. The whole thing, the acting isn't bad, but it really peaks in this opening scene and mm-hmm. only goes downhill from here. Um, but the exposition during the satanic prayer <laughs> is so good. And his voice is like, fully demonic like he sounds like uh when i think it's dave Grohl plays satan in tenacious d in the pick of destiny yeah (laughs) he's doing that voice basically (laughs) it's so over the top but he's giving a bunch of exposition i was i was worried they're gonna do that the whole film because Mm -hmm. the the knights throw him to the ground Mm -hmm. and he starts doing this demon laugh through his teeth Mm -hmm. and i thought oh this dude probably has like a really bad voice and so, like, yeah. he's completely <laughs> overdubbed the entire film because, like, he can't, like, he can't act. So they just did this because, like, his voice probably sounded like. <laughs> 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 but no, he's actually the best movie, best actor in the movie. Yeah, he but, is. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, looked into far. him. He has, like, he has a bit of a pedigree and, like, yeah. you know, has done other stuff. But I mean, this script is dog shit mm-hmm. and, and the dialogue is dog shit, but he actually does act his balls off, especially in this as, as the, the, the demon sorcerer. Um, but they call him uh, Lockley. So we'll refer to him as Lockley because he he basically uh, masquerades as like a what, like a paleontologist or some shit, an mm-hmm. archaeologist. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he's act acting his his balls off in this uh, scene. But long story short, they uh, they overcome him. They stab him in the you know th- through the back basically with you know I don't know bullshit scepter thing. They stick them stick him into a fucking you know crypt. They cover it up and then uh, the guy who plays like i don't know some like henry the lion-hearted looking motherfucker uh chops up the scepter with his sword which is not how metal works but that's okay <laughs> he chops up a bunch of pieces if if the scepter was gold it's softer than he cut it like it was steel or like iron butter <laughs> like it just into perfect chunks like there's no dents it was like he had the electric knife out gold is a soft metal, <laughs> gold soft metal. i guess you don't understand what it means to be really strong though that's true i don't um it's funny though that this was so this was like what do they say something this is during like the crusades this is like in the 11 1100 yeah it's yeah. 1180 and then they fast yeah. forward to 1951 mm-hmm. so you're like oh okay is this going to be like some sort of period piece type of thing like set in the 50s no no um (laughs) some greedy dick just you know some greedy dicks who are like i don't know if they're grave robbers or whatever but they break into the like mausoleum and they let him out and then they fast forward to uh present day which of course present day would be you know assuming 1994 now my question becomes the this the scene is actually great because one of the guys uh reaches in you know obviously searching for treasure or whatever and then a hand blasts through his chest um you don't really see it it's like in silhouette mm-hmm. but it's pretty cool um why did that have to happen in 1951 for him to then come back and i guess get established as a professor or whatever but like it just yes. felt like a lot to get there when it could just be this just happened a week ago and then he showed up and is a professor now. I I, I don't know. Um, well, the script dictated it, yeah. so that's why it had to happen. But the the what it, it, like it takes forever because it's a throwaway thing yeah. at the end of the film where they're discovering that 
he's been going around masquerading right. as this Lockley character and killing the the holders the different pieces of, of the, scepter, the pieces. The nine. Yeah. So I yeah. guess they wanted to fast forward to the end. But then they still show him killing a bunch of them. Like you could have just said, like, "Oh, he also killed the other guys," you know? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and he did it a week before. You didn't need, yeah. yeah, you didn't need forty years to this do this. This would have been a twenty-minute. Well, film, the thing though. is, it's yeah. like they could have just said he did it in the last week, and then all of a sudden, now that makes sense that 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 they would, you know, draw those. Like they could sleuth that out because all of a sudden these all these, you know, holy men are dying. Yeah. But if it's been happening over the course of 40 years, like hard to hard to identify that pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then like nobody caught on in that time. Yeah. I, I have a theory that this film is indirectly responsible for the Assassin's Creed films or games, <laughs> especially like the what was that the second one or something? Wasn't that the one where you're like going and killing Templars and shit? Well, they're they're all killing Templars. Oh, okay. But like, I only played a couple yeah, of them, but yeah, like the first one occurs during this time period in the eleven mm-hmm. hundreds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like bouncing around all these holy cities. You're killing Templars. You're searching for holy pieces of relic. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like diving off of shit into straw. That's diving. I think that's the only one I played. And I was gonna say, I'm like, yeah. and that's way more entertaining than this movie was. Oh like yeah, for watching sure. Watching someone <laughs> play it, not even playing it myself. <laughs> watching someone play it. Watch. Oh yeah. yeah, the mo- the game has a way better story yeah. than this movie by a <laughs> yeah, long for shot. Sure. But I I think yeah. somebody who is our age, you know, had been mm-hmm. watching these films, or probably somebody who's a little older, they watched the, they yeah. watched Hellbound way too much. But they're just like, what if this didn't suck? And what if? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we got Assassin's yeah, Creed. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it does. It does. It follows a very similar, uh, very similar uh, thread there. But so now we go to present day. Uh, Chuck Norris, who is a cop, as he always is, uh, but not this time, not in Texas. This is in Chicago. He's about to um, execute a man in an alley for taking or maybe selling drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's the crookedest, most horrifyingly <laughs> like abusive, uh, uh, crooked cop in the world. But they treat him. They act like he's you know saving the world. Um, he has a he just they just walk around plain closed, not identifying themselves as police officers. They never. I don't even think you ever see his badge. I'm convinced mm. he's not a cop. <laughs> like this whole thing, he's not a cop at all. I mean, uh, but it is Chicago, so this yeah. makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, he just walks around Chicago pointing a gun in people's faces, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, "I'm a cop," and you're like, "You have a gun in my face. I don't care if you're a cop or not. Like, yeah. please don't kill me." <laughs> I guess I believe you. I have to at this point. <laughs> right. Um, and they act like he's just the coolest guy in the world because he walks around. Um, he stands there at one point while a pimp is is beating up uh, a sex worker and he acts like he's going over to save her. But he also just like plays little games while she's getting the shit kicked out of her. And it's like, who are you doing <laughs> this for? <laughs> he wanted to be the bad cop that time. Uh, looking through the like a more modern lens, it's. It's impossible to view Chuck Norris's character as mm-hmm. a good guy. Right. Like, it's absolutely impossible in this movie. Um, also, remember, for some context around the human person, Chuck Norris, he's a super Christian right wing shitbag in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, listen, be whatever you want, but don't be a super hateful <laughs> shitbag Christian right wing <laughs> asshole who takes people's rights away. Um, but he does really, really have a huge um, part 
in this era in the 90s, especially in like the mid 90s of fueling this like war on drugs propaganda shit like that's what Walker, Texas Ranger was. If you watch that, if you watched any of his movies, it was like it was building little fascists Mm -hmm. like it really and truly was like I was I mean, as a kid, I was so sucked into it. I was like, oh, that guy uh, is is drug dealer murder him chuck murder him <laughs> karate kick him through a window yeah. fuck him. yeah kill him and also kill oh that guy that kid smoked pot chuck put him in the grave <laughs> like, like, that was just the mentality that they tried to you know that these shows kind of kind of brought about like i said they've aged horribly but that is exactly what he is he is still on that on that bullshit in this movie in a big way. Um, I, I want to go back and watch sidekicks to see what yeah. kind of fascism they were trying to <laughs> push through uh, that. I don't know. I'm sure there was something going on there. <laughs> the The difference between Jean-Claude Van Damme movies uh, and Steven Seagal movies and Chuck Norris movies. And the reason why I probably watched a lot more Chuck Norris movies at a younger age is Steven Seagal movies were a little, little little greasier, a little grimier. Mm-hmm. And they were all about him either revenge or honor. That was his whole thing. It was mm-hmm. like revenge or, or honor. Um, you dishonored me. You, you know, killed my, you know, significant other, whatever. So I'm going to take my revenge. Jean-Claude Van Damme movies were that, but they were a little broier. Like yeah. they were a little more homoerotic. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck Norris movies were I'm killing for God and country. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like a lot. And Jackie Chan movies were, I'm confused. Please, why are you fighting me? <laughs> yeah, which which is why those ones are the only ones that are actually good. Yeah. Actually, I will I will say that some of those Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, I mean, look. Oh, yeah. Time Cops. Some of them are awesome. Yeah. yeah. Time Cop rules. So the lens of, of Chuck Norris as like a weird um, whitewash religious zealot <laughs> should probably be put into play here. So uh, Lockley, uh, a.k.a. Satan or Satan's bud, is just out banging uh, pretty much. Um, I love that this <laughs> maybe my favorite line in the whole movie, which is completely inconsequential. They were like, oh, when you threatened to murder that person and didn't arrest him just beat his ass and put a gun to his head and made him give it give up who his supplier was or whatever um they're like who do you say it was and he was like it's spider (laughs) (laughs) spider he goes it was spider uh he was like oh it's that joker spider this is jackson his his uh um I guess I don't know black manservant like that's pretty no, much how it reads partner I mean no it's not he is so like there's so much thinly veiled racism I, did, I know he basically treats him not as an equal ever at no, any point or as a human <laughs> he gaslights him the whole time gaslights him doesn't let him money, eat won't let him eat like he just it's yeah there's it's so like the racism is just so thinly veiled. Anyway, he goes to him, uh, uh, you know, you you believe it was that son of a bitch spider or whatever. And Chuck Norris goes, figures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Great fucking line. Oh, man. Um, th- this is absolutely a movie that Eddie Murphy said no 
just on oh, the yeah. spot. Just he no. Was like, Who? Chuck? No. Fuck <laughs> yeah. you. It's like, no. <laughs> No, that cracker motherfucker. Yeah. No, I'm not no. with him. Like Michael Winslow said no. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they, they approached him. They're like, you were in police academy. So this is like a police story. It's a buddy cop. You want to yeah. do one of those, don't you? No, not this. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like, it's not even, it, it definitely, the script was for it to be a buddy cop movie, mm-hmm. but it doesn't read like it at all. It reads like an abusive relationship. <laughs> Chuck Norris treats his partner like shit, constantly lies to him, gaslights him, tricks him, robs him, <laughs> puts him in danger. It's just, I it, just it, it just doesn't read at all. I really want to understand like though, like going cop. just quickly back to your that line you mentioned too, because they didn't do anything with that information either. They're like, he's like, you're, no. I'm, you're gonna get me killed. They're like, so Who's fucking spider? what? Tell me, oh figures, yeah. and then they're gone. Yeah, yeah. no, that's like yeah. Well, no, Spider was never... the pimp. Spider. Oh, oh was it? Oh, yeah, okay. Spider was I the pimp. Know. Okay, yeah. I did not. T- I did not pick yeah. up on right. that. That's what I figured. I mean, that makes sense. I, I, I didn't think they just stumbled on a pimp. <laughs> no, I think they did. No, I'm pretty sure it was Spider. I think they went that looking for him. Spider, spider because they were walking down the street and they were like, "Oh, it was Spider," and he goes. And he looks him and he sees this guy like choking a woman mm-hmm. and slapping her and all this stuff. And he just goes, oh, I hate pimps. And they're like, all right, you want to be a good cop or bad cop in this one or whatever. Mm. I really don't think it was Spider. You know what? I think now it was you, just. Now it's just like a it's an un, it's a loose thread that didn't get tied I, up. I really <laughs> think so. Hey. I really you, think so. I just I just put it together. Oh, I just put it together that it, it, yeah, no, that's the two bit pimp spider. No, he it was, was, he, pimp, was yeah. it spider? Okay. Well, it that makes more pimp. sense. They didn't they didn't really make that obvious, but yeah, okay. It does make more sense. But I it was also not very obvious when I'm Googling this and which also is questionable. <laughs> that's true. Like, um, Who was the pimp in Hellbound? <laughs> Internet tell me. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so long story short, this isn't how cops work, right? No. Um, The whole scene, you know, is is completely asinine and just walking around pointing guns in people's faces and then just kicking motherfuckers in the nuts like left and right. The story's not going anywhere. But, you know, (laughs) eventually we get to a place where he does this whole. Oh, I I do need to call this out because apparently it was if it is, in fact, spider. um, He tells spiders like guy or maybe it's spider i don't know who's who he tells him hit me oh it's it's spiders it's spiders bodyguard because calvin detective jackson he's the one that mm-hmm. met, he's mad at pimps and he's gonna yeah. go fight this pimp <laughs> he's mad at pimps he's mad at pimps he's gonna go fight pimps <laughs> yeah and then uh spiders guy his bodyguard is getting ready to intervene while spider's mm-hmm. getting his ass kicked mm-hmm. and then that's when Chuck Norris just pulls a gun and sticks it in the dude's face yeah, yeah. again without identifying himself as a cop or anything. He right. just jams a gun right up against a guy's <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, all right, let's fight. He's like, you think you could beat me up? I'm a tough guy. And then he's like, hit me. And the guy like punches him and Chuck Norris does the like stone faced. You just hit me, but you can't hurt me. I'm too tough. And then he goes and then he slugs him. And of course, like Sends him flying across the hood of the car, and he's like, "That's a hit." <laughs> so fucking dumb. He has he has zero good lines. No, even when he has a spot 
all carved out to deliver a great one-liner, yeah, they're like, I punch good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's bad. It just dro- <laughs> he just fumbles it and then just like thinks he's great. He's like, that's why I beat you. <laughs> what? Did you? It's, he served up. I I could have written that's- a better um like I could have written better dialogue at this time in 94 when I was nine yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, as a child, yeah. 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 <laughs> like most most popsicle sticks could write better, better dialogue than this. <laughs> what I just imagine is that like the writers and directors gave no direction and this is what happens. Mm. They're like, no, create create your own character. Like create the vibe. Like you're like, he's kind of like this, kind of like mm. that. Now go. Yeah. It's just, this is the, what happens. The, the dialogue, it's stilted, but then also um, like, Jackson is way too like emotive mm-hmm. and so they're not matched like of course Chuck Norris isn't going to match anybody's energy here no, right? No. but Jackson instead of like playing it like okay he's going to be act like a like a you know two by four I need to keep things a little low key Uh, uh-uh. no he goes over the top times 10 oh, with yeah. the like crazy emotive and it just really showcases how truly wooden and awful Chuck Norris is. Well, I mean, he's trying, he's trying to get recognized like the, the, yeah. like this kid, uh, his name's Calvin mm. and it's also Calvin. Calvin levels is the actor's name. Yeah. But Calvin Jackson is the character's name that keeps mm-hmm. it easy for Chuck. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I assume Chuck Norris just assumes all black people's last name is Jackson. Right. <laughs> like in real life. Yeah. And then he doesn't have to learn a new first name. So. Yeah. But yeah, like the, he, he was a kid who didn't like, he didn't have much else except for like TV. He'd done like 21 jump street in my, you know, Miami vice. Mm-hmm. So he played bit roles on that. So this is probably like a chance for him to get noticed, to mm-hmm. put out a reel, you know, he was make he, make bold hair decisions. Yeah, and like <laughs> he's got he's got like the Rick James starter pack going. Oh, absolutely. Which, oh, man, which it's oh, so bad. that also reminds me just to <laughs> rewind for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, the in the credits, it's George S. Clinton who's done the music for this film, and it just remind. Oh. Wait. Yeah. Who's George? Who, George, George Clinton? Clinton? Yeah, George like Clinton. Like Parliament Funkadelic yes. George Clinton? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Mm. You, can, you can hear it. You can That's hear funny. it in like the fake Beverly Hills cop uh, kind of music that plays. You can okay. hear it. You can buy like, yeah, that's that's George Clinton. I, I Yeah, I, I, I noticed in a few p- parts the music seeming like I didn't really note the quality or whatever. I just was like, because I actually love George Clinton, but it just seems so out of place. Yeah, yeah, it's out of place. Like it was totally misused, and 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 it's just you know it's just George Clinton was writing like Beverly Hills Cop because somebody probably told him it was a buddy cop film. Yeah, and oh, it's funny. Oh, you know what? This is different. George Clinton. George S. Clinton is somebody different. Okay, I was gonna say there's no way that that because I just can't imagine George Clinton scoring a film. <laughs> hey, it's possible. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, true. George George. I, w- I mean, I would have believed it if we would have th- not. I thought it was. Up, I would have. Yeah, I thought it was. It. But I, I'll cor- I'll correct myself. You know, I like <laughs> I make things up in my brain too. But uh, <laughs> George Clinton, George S. Clinton, is also the composer for the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. All right. This make this is adding up. The Sa- the Santa Claus <laughs> okay. two, and Big Mama's house. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So not not P Funk. No, not P Funk. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I, now that we even mentioned Mortal Kombat, can I bring up um, one comparison that when we were talking about the guy who plays, uh, what's his nuts? Bruce the, um, Sin, mm. yeah. He, like, reminds me of a Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. character. And I think it's like, what is it, Kantira or something like that? Um, the one that has, like, that has, like, two arms and, like... Oh, he looks like Goro. Yeah. 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 yeah, Goro yeah. is the guy with four arms. Yeah. I think you're think- I think you were thinking yeah. the other one, though, Meg. Uh, Kitaro, who's yeah, like no, no. the one that looks like yeah, a tiger. No, I am thinking. Yeah, he looks like a tiger. No, yeah, no. but he's like Tiger Goro. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, he should have played him yeah. in Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat. I mean, the guy's got a, he's got a melon on him, mm-hmm. uh, big ass head, mm-hmm. chiseled jaw. He looks like a great villain. Oh, he's got for the sure. Look, the hairline. You know, honestly, it was just the hairline. Yeah. Hairline, but also ponytail. <laughs> he has he has <laughs> Al Leong, uh hairline. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah, he, he looks like mm-hmm. uh, Endo. <laughs> yeah, he's got Endo yeah, hairline. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna skirt through a lot of this stuff regarding sure. the plot because it's not Please interesting do. even a little bit. <laughs> but the whole thing is they're trying. He, uh, 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 Satan boy is trying to get a hold of all the pieces of this scepter, which is going to allow him to open up. The underworld bringing about, you know, uh, Satan's reign on the earth. Uh, So it's going to be, you know, Armageddon by way of Satan coming back and fucking up the earth. So he's trying to facilitate that. In the meantime, these chunks of the scepter being held on to, like Steve said, by nine holy men who are slowly getting knocked off by him. And then there's also this guy, uh, Krieger, who owns like an antiquities kind of business in Israel, um, who is kind of working for him, but he doesn't know that he is Satan. He just thinks he's this rich, you know, archaeologist slash uh, collector of some sort. So you're going to get a little bit of that. Um, Maybe the best scene in the movie for me is... This one where this old rabbi brings a piece of the scepter to, um, uh, the, you know, what, what's the, the, uh, uh, what's his name as a, as a professor? It's Ker, uh, Kels- Lockley. Uh, what is it? Lockley. 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 Man, I was way off. Anyway, to mm-hmm. Lockley. But it's kind of a ruse because then he attempts to stab him with it, but um, it doesn't work. And then he rips the guy's heart out. But he has these weird kind of sideways like lizard eyes, like contacts in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. And then uh, speaking of Rick James, he kicks he kicks <laughs> motherfucker out the window. <laughs> he front kicks uh, a, a, a sex worker out a window, lands on Chuck Norris's yeah. car, which is you know big mistake, obviously. And that's how the two worlds cross. Yeah, and Chuck Chuck uh, springs into action. But why, if somebody, if you're standing inside of like a flea bag motel, and someone falls out of a window, why do you assume that? Like, you got to assume that was a suicide, right? <laughs> like, instead, Chuck goes, uh, she's still alive. Stay with her. I got to go shoot someone. I, I think. I, th- um, I mean, there was glass, too. I feel like you're not really oh, going to jump. True. If, you're, if you're a kid, you know there what I mean? There was glass. She, she, right. she went out with the glass and the blinds. Mm. I think if you're going to do that. You, you're probably you're not going to throw s- yourself through the glass. Yeah. You're gonna open the window. Work. That's, a good, that's a good point. I didn't think about the glass, but I just thought it was funny that he didn't stay there with her. He's just like, call nine one one. I gotta go shoot somebody. Um, yeah, but he does. Uh, um, th- there is a really, really 
terribly forced line. Again, this is a, one of the other horrible lines in this movie where um, Chuck goes into the room and Lockley, Demon Lockley, which he doesn't see his face at this point, is like, leave and I'll let you live. And Chuck Norris says a line which no one would say in this instance, but it's only there to set up a, a line that doesn't pay off. He goes, you're all heart, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> which is not a thing people say. And he goes, speaking of hearts and throws the rabbi's heart on the ground. And then Chuck yeah. goes, Oh no. <laughs> when- <laughs> oh no. The irony of what I've said. That feels like such a nineties thing. Yeah. Oh man. I wish I wouldn't have said a heart thing. Um, yeah. I feel like we kind of talked about this in calling everyone like a caricature on this is that like there's no proper like that's a great example of how no one had a proper response to anything. Mm -hmm. And it was either like an exaggeration or just underwhelming. You're like nothing ever fit the tone that was that would have been more desirable and made more sense and felt even remotely realistic. And I don't even know if that would have helped the film, even if they did have that appropriately (sighs) done. If they would have both treated it like if they, if they would have both been like Mulder and Scully style, like just straight based, you know, maybe a little flinch that would have been better. It would have been more boring. Or if they both were super over the top and cartoonish, that would have been, but it's such a weird juxtaposition to see like right after this Jackson, his partner runs in and is like, Oh, motherfucking goddamn son of a bitch. He's just screaming, freaking out at the heart. <laughs> and Chuck's like, Oh boy. Like it just, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So, so wooden. It's just bizarre. It's it, yeah. It's so desperately like this film. I don't know if the script was written first or what, but like it so desperately wanted to be like, like Arnold and Eddie Murphy. Maybe that's what it was going for. I mean, the kid that Jackson uh, guy who plays Jackson, he's definitely trying to do an Eddie Murphy and yeah. it's not landing. No, nah. no. Nah. But like if it was Arnold and Eddie Murphy, it would make a little more sense if they were both jokey because mm-hmm. then like Arnold's doing the lines. Everybody is having a good time. Yeah. You know, and then Eddie Murphy comes in and he has his own take on stuff. And you go, oh, that's also funny. Yeah. Damn. Better go get that demon in uh, Israel. <laughs> yeah. No. Arnold makes Chuck Norris like he from an acting perspective, mops the floor with Chuck Norris. Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is not a, not, you would not consider to be an elite level actor by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, in some instances, he's playing bad. He Mm -hmm. looks incredible compared to Chuck Norris. Yeah. The other, the other way to go with this is it's, uh, it's Stallone playing Cabretti. And if he's playing Cobra, uh, okay, and then has Eddie Murphy, yeah. you know, being the comedic relief, because then as Cobra, yeah, like he still does the lines, but he sells them straight, yeah, as like just being a badass. Chuck Norris is, it- is like, yeah, that's a good point because if if you played it as a straight man, like as a sociopath, yeah. it would be okay, fine. <laughs> so if he was like delivering the Cobra lines completely straight faced, but Chuck is doing it all with this little wry smile where he thinks he's being funny and charming, but right. he's, not, he's not none of those things. And yeah. that's what makes it so even worse. So it's not just that he's wooden, it's that he is doing everything like aren't i cool yeah 
he he thinks people like are endeared by him yeah and nobody is endeared by him no. like cabretti goes in and he's like you're the disease and i'm the cure yeah. and that's a fun line yeah. and he delivers it like a psycho yeah. and that's fine because he is a psycho yeah <laughs> but like chuck's like uh-oh <laughs> some kind of heart you have yeah I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a kick, Mister <laughs> Chuck. Chuck does it like a youth pastor. <laughs> like Abs- absolutely, every yes. line is delivered like a youth pastor spinning his chair around, sitting backwards on it. <laughs> and you know that guy who had been following us the entire time? His name was Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the the second, you know who the second set of footprints in the sand was this jesus <laughs> don't say chuck norris <laughs> jesus um so uh then we get this scene with two priests on a train which is on the way to the vatican which is so dumb but it was a pretty enjoyable scene actually yeah although i wish they would have shown the priest getting yeeted out of the train window would have been great i know they didn't show it um but lots- this is a this is this is a globus canon film though they ain't filming that that's too much hell no hell no they did show the outside of the train which is actually surprising um but yeah they get yeeted out long story short uh he gets a piece of he this is just another one of the holy men that are getting knocked off um but the reflection the coolest part of the scene was when they show outside of the uh you know of the train car and it's very much those that type of train car of like um you know it's the uh you know murder on the orient express type of mm-hmm. setting and yeah it's a sleeper car yeah so yeah sleeper car so they're they're in there and then you get this shot of like the one priest leaving and you get this reflection of Lockley in the window, but he's doing the like scanners <laughs> pose for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but it really works. I don't know why it's so stupid, but it works. Um, but again, priests get yeeted. That's that's pretty much it. You get a real subtle Ross Perot reference. <laughs> wait, wait, can we pause here? Can you make a shirt that is priests getting yeeted? Priests getting yeeted. <laughs> Yeah, the priest. The, I think it would be really popular, yeah. you know. Eat, eat a priest. Where where is the pun? Where is the Yeah, you there's find, something I got, else I got, there. Yeah, yeet a priest. Yeah. Um priest priest yeet 2022. I don't know. Um <laughs> it's something I mean it's obviously it's got the 1994 <laughs> annual priest yeet. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's basically they're just like demon shot shot putting priests. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it. Yeah. Let's um, workshop. Let's workshop. Let's just say let's workshop it. Anyway, sweet Ross Perot reference. It's so dumb. It's mm-hmm. I, I again, it's one of these throwaway lines. I don't understand how it didn't end up on the cutting room floor where it's just Jackson going, Did you see Ross Perot's gonna run again in 1996? He's crazy. I love this guy. <laughs> and of consequent like complete non sequitur it it is the most dating thing yeah because they're talking about i mean it, on top of that they're also talking about the bulls doing championship run yeah yeah and but i mean hey ross Perot ran in 92 mm-hmm. and then he ran again in 96 denny so yeah, like, i think so yeah because yeah, they would always so do the he, stuff about on all that with him yeah yeah so so oh yeah like didn't amanda Bynes or it wasn't amanda Bynes. it was that other uh i mean i reckon i i picture her face but i don't know her name but yeah yeah she was always doing the big ears and Mm. but yeah like yeah he he predicted it this movie predicts 
Perot's 96 run. Mm-hmm. So, hmm? yeah, hmm? good for you. It's got something. Good for you, Aaron. Um, <laughs> I think also the other thing is, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any fucking sense. It completely has no, there's no political elements to this movie. I just, it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why they put it in there. Um, is it because he's a Texas boy? Yeah. Maybe. Is that what it was? Like, it was just like, yeah. we do Walker, Texas Ranger, and we're probably from Texas. Yeah, and Ross Perot, Ross Perot he's an oil guy Texas. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, now don't ask me why, mm-hmm. but Chicago mm-hmm. cops are then asked to go on an, a trip to Israel to escort the rabbi's corpse. Mm-hmm. Again, no reason why at all. Um, but these two Chicago cops are getting, uh, you know, roped into this international uh, case for some reason. Not the FBI, just two Mm-mm. street cops that are beating up pimps in Chicago. Um, and then, uh, you know, this is when the all the gaslighting really comes into play because apparently Jackson really wants to go to the Bulls playoff game. Chuck has promised him tickets, but has been stringing him along i assume um requiring money sexual favors other just gaslighting abusive relationship (laughs) things to get him to agree to you know hey i'm gonna get you the tickets trust me i'm gonna get you the tickets so he gets him the tickets but in the same breath explains to him that he has volunteered him for a trip to israel without him knowing and then tricks him into going even though he says he's not going Um, again for a trip, they have absolutely no business going on. Uh, But this whole scene with um, them, they get like a police escort uh, or not even a police escort, just a police car in Israel picks them up on the tarmac to take them back from the airport to the Israeli police station. And this scene of Chuck in the back seat wearing sunglasses with this cartoonish car sequence is just there's no payoff. It never comes back around. Nothing funny ever actually happens. But there's no. just this dialogue between this like young Israeli cop who speaks remarkable English, except for when it's con- inconvenient to the script. <laughs> except for when they're asked to turn the air conditioning on. Yeah. They can't do that. Yeah. But they can do everything else. Yeah. They speak <laughs> everything else. They There's no language barrier. Um and then it's just basically like foreign people be crazy, right? Like that's the that, yeah. that's what this is for. They launch the cop car like eight feet in the air. You just said launch instead I, of yeet. I mean, I guess it's not totally that's a true. yeet, but I like that. Well, he's saying for anything that's like flying, you know. Yeah, yeah. He does. He he does. He 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 does a self yeet um, with the cop car again. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Again, there's no payoff. Chuck's just like that guy is. Not a great driver, eh? <laughs> it's a it's a fucking like it's a one car car chase yeah. scene. Like they're not going after anybody. No. It's just like they they just activated the the cop, and he's like, hell yeah, I'm gonna burn motherfucking rubber in this. <laughs> We're gonna tear then, ass around Jerusalem. When they <laughs> well, then when they pull up to the fucking hotel, he's just driving normal. Yeah. Yeah, he had his fun. He yeah. was done. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> uh, um, and then they go in. They do. They get interviewed by the cop. The only funny part about this is the 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 Israeli cop is mad because they are there. 
which he should mm -hmm. be. Why, they have no business being there. But he's mad being there. He inter interviews them. Apparently, it takes hours and hours and hours. And the message that the scene is trying to get along is um, it's annoying that the Israeli cop wants to solve the crime. <laughs> And Chuck and Jackson are justified in the fact that they're annoyed that they have to sit and answer questions. But then it quickly translates to um, the Israeli cop threatening their lives after being in the room, asking them questions and them cooperating reluctantly for hours and hours and hours. The whole scene just makes absolutely no fucking sense at all. Um, it's it, it it's so confusing. You don't know who you're supposed to be rooting for, what they're trying to accomplish. Um, and then <laughs> then right after that, they're in the car together and they're driving around. And just to communicate, I don't know what really they're lost driving around, you know, wherever they're at Tel Aviv. Mm -hmm. There is a voiceover of Chuck Norris, who's driving Jackson's in the passenger seat going. I'm pulling over and then, they, and then they're pulled over and they're looking at the map and they're like, I told you to make a right back here. And he's like, well, no, I told you to make a left, you know, and there's this little like pseudo buddy cop banter. But yeah, and it, it I this line stuck out to me because it was Chuck is, a, is like, well, or yeah, why'd you tell me to turn down this way? And he's like, I was just tired of us going straight. <laughs> he's just like. I just told you to turn because I was bored yeah. with this direction. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah, the, it's the whole thing. Like I said, it's cartoonish, but not. But it never pays off. Mm -hmm. It's just like the the funniest thing about this movie is the absolute ineptitude of the dialogue, the performances. Everything is absolutely horrible, yeah. and I and still the, loved it for some this reason. This was just used as an example of like what to not to do in like buddy cop movies. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, like, and yeah. also it it really is a testament to me of like. Kids is kids are stupid. They're mm -hmm. so stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're dumb. And like you love this film as a kid, but now like now you watch it and you're like, this doesn't make any sense. This is the worst movie <laughs> I've ever seen. But as a kid, yeah. you loved it. And again, right. kids are stupid. <laughs> yeah. They like they like bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of kids, like this whole this whole stupid detour scene mm -hmm. is just to set up the 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 introduction of the Israeli short round. Yeah. <laughs> He is. And he, he's a pickpocket. Yeah. 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 yeah he, he's, a, he's a little pickpocket guide. And it, it, this whole, like, we're going to stop and argue and have banter. And then they get scammed by this kid who pickpockets Calvin and mm -hmm. runs off with his money. Mm -hmm. Chuck finds him, finds his money, finds his wallet, and then doesn't give it back to Calvin. No. <laughs> he treats he treats this, this kid, this little pickpocket kid, who looks to be, what? nine years old with yeah. infinitely more respect than he treats his partner with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like he just, like I said, this is where I get back to like the thinly veiled racism. He is <laughs> just treats Jackson like a child the entire time. And then J Jackson is also like this <laughs> almost like weird modern day Jim Crow era type of character. Like the way he, yeah. the way he delivers the lines, the way he like doesn't have any of his own agency. It's like he is a black guy, but doing blackface almost. I'm like, how did why did you agree to do this? <laughs> like, I'm not trying because to he, victim yeah. blame here. It's 1994. Right. I get it. He wanted a break. But. Reading that dialogue and just going, you know what? I'm going to lean into this heart. It's just like, that's tough. That's rough. 
it's 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 rough but also like at the same time there's so many other worse roles that people have had to take as a minority mm -hmm. and like put on voices oh yes and, like, don't get me wrong do, yeah. like so like i can i can see why this would have happened yeah and why he would have agreed to it because he just wanted to make a break right you know but yeah this was also obviously just very on the surface of just like we're going to treat you like dog shit. We're mm -hmm. not even going to treat you like as an equal at any point in this film. Yeah. And you're going to be the punching bag. Well, you're and, the, yeah. And it's also the like, you're the not Norse. the punch line. You're the punching bag. Right. Yeah. We're not laughing with you. We're laughing at you. And yeah. also the Norris brothers, again, I don't know them personally. <laughs> My inclination is that they are super right wing, religious zealot, probably racist assholes. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to assume that's that that played into the whole I mean, conversation. Chuck Norris, here. his skin color looks basically like Trump. So, you know, we understand yeah. these things like <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, Chuck Norris is a ginger, too. And he should really shouldn't, you know, like act that way. Yeah. It's rude. It's disrespectful. <laughs> it's only because it's only he knows a couple kicks that people ever gave him respect. No, and, he, he is. He's 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 a he's a mediocre martial artist. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's obviously a very good martial artist in real life, but he doesn't it doesn't translate super well on the screen. He um, like he doesn't even compare to like Jean-Claude Van Damme or like oh, not it's not even close. Um, but I think that's why the only reason John or Chuck Norris had a career is that he is white and American. He's white and American. He did. And he was one, in Bruce Lee in a Bruce Lee movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's he, it. Did, he did. Yeah. He did enter the dragon. Yeah. And that was enough to get him into canon films. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. It stops at canon films. Mm hmm. You know, aside from Texas Walker Ranger, he never <laughs> like he never really got that that big. No, no. It was I mean, it was TV and then it yeah. was movies like this, like low budget. Yeah. I mean, I imagine this wasn't tremendously low budget, but for the time it was it was probably, you know, considered to be. I'm sure it got a theatrical release and everything, but compared to Commando, this fucking blows. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fair <laughs> statement. Um yeah. So a a anyway, you know, fast forward a little bit. Um, they go to try to find this professor, which is, of course, Lockney, which is, of course, Satan guy. Um, and uh, they meet his assistant um, and his secretary, which are both women because only because women can only be assistants and secretaries in Chuck Norris's <laughs> world. Um, and also... <laughs> Meg was about to say something. <laughs> I was like, I thought you were going to stop. I thought you were going to stop after like the Chuck Norris was like, thank you for the reminder, Brian. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, In Chuck Norris's world, not just. Yeah. That'd be a terrible theme park. Chuck, Chuck Norris's, Norris's world. world. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking awful. Literally, you have to pause every 20 seconds to do the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> oh, God. You eat just super, super shitty barbecue. Um, like, it's awful. Super dry. It's all Texas barbecue. It was actually yeah. just made in an oven. Like, nothing was smoked. Yeah, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... It was... Yeah. Things were boiled... Instead of skee ball and like one of those prize rows, yeah, it's all those like punching bag machines. Yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> rows and rows of those punch punching. <laughs> How's your punching? That's just yeah. It's Chuck Norris's you know punching park. Stop dropping um, yeah. little bitches. <laughs> yeah, but then there's like also so many 
like so much praying, like so oh, yeah. much working out, so much praying. Uh, yeah, it's just it sucks. It fucking sucks. Um, but that was a fun movie idea, actually. Now that I think about it, I'm um, just going to a like a world where Chuck Norris is like am, like master of the universe, like he's the emperor. <laughs> like it's a, it's like North Korea, but Chuck Norris is the supreme leader. You know what? It's 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 yeah. I'll I'll let you go, but like just quickly, it's a world where. Like a plane crashed into the Oscars and killed Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Stallone, and Van Damme. Yeah, like it, like it's a world where they all died and they had to call upon Norris. Yeah, to do the action films. So he was Rocky. He was all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was everything through the eighties and nineties. He was Terminator. He, he was Terminator. He was in Predator. <laughs> <laughs> that world sucks. Yeah, that world sucks, but it gave him the money to have Chuck Norris world. Yeah. Sorry, Meg, but go ahead. Oh, I, I don't think it was that interesting, but uh, I just imagine Chuck Norris, like, what if his career took the same path as, like, Nicolas uh, Cage? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I just, yeah. but he just was never good enough. So I just, he in- couldn't act. No. Yeah, yeah. He, Nick Cage has, could act, could literally be sleeping and act better than Chuck yeah. Norris. <laughs> Nick Cage did a movie. We watched it for this show, Willie's Wonderland. Right. He did a movie where he had no dialogue. <laughs> yeah, he and was he's better than yeah. Chuck Norris. Oh, 100% better than Chuck well, Norris. Honestly, that's like when better. we talked about having a Chuck Norris world, my mind went to that movie. And that's why I, like, I started yeah. making these connections. <laughs> yeah, Chuck, oh, Chuck Norris can literally not like get nick cage's mail and drop it off at his front door like he's he's not capable of that in a believable fashion no he couldn't do it. do you think trick norris has ever seen boobs he has but he's so mm. closeted so yeah. closeted gay it's unbelievable he wasn't a fan he saw him but wasn't into it <laughs> hard Chuck pass norris Try to eat him is what is it when you're beyond closeted like the closet that you're in is encased in four feet of cement that's where chuck norris is <laughs> Um, youth pastor <laughs> yeah youth pastor closeted <laughs> but like some youth pastors eventually like grow up and decide to come out of the closet and like decide to be like oh wait no never mind i was this this was not good i know what it is yeah. i know what it is yeah yeah he's go. pensed oh yes he's he pens. is as closeted he's as pensed. mike pence is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, this episode is getting very political, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is Mike Pence level closeted, where the clo- the closet has been encased in four feet of cement and then sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> the closet is in one of the 1950s eras bunkers. <laughs> yeah, he like he took that person that's closeted that part of himself and killed it and cut it into a million pieces <laughs> and buried it on all four you know corners of the earth um that's actually anyway, the plot so- of this movie that's what all of these pieces represent oh that makes sense oh god damn it Meg, you broke it's it him. open it's just, this is all of a, a very like what's the opposite of thinly veiled thickly veiled i don't know yeah thickly veiled um uh you know story of of chuck norris's sexuality fighting his his homosexuality yeah yeah being watched over by christ satan is trying to put the pieces of my sexuality back together (laughs) and then that's gonna make jesus mad it's a whole thing i just have a song in my head instead of my sharona like my sexuality you know but the same tune (laughs) yeah (laughs) Wow, Chuck, you motherfucker. Um, 
anyway, so uh, Jesus is following them around, also <laughs> spying on them, which makes mm -hmm. more sense now because yeah. he's just literally in robes, like looking at them from a mountaintop. And it's Jesus watching him and going, don't get gay now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't be gay. Don't, don't hate. Don't you hate. do it. I'm watching. You don't know yet, but I'm watching. It was such a weird, it was such a weird thing, but also such an obvious thing. Yeah. I was like, we're going to cut to a guy with a big beard and wearing, you know, uh, uh, anachronistic robes. Yeah, and it does, like, not, does not match the time frame at all. Like, Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, Jesus is here, but is he going to do anything or yeah. what? But here's is Jesus going to he, throw a kick? That'd here's cool. the reason why I knew it wasn't supposed to be Jesus is because he was too ethnic for a Chuck Norris Jesus. Mm. Chuck Norris's Jesus is blonde hair, blue eyed. <laughs> He he is, but you know, I think again, it, it's it, it's a Globus film, mm -hmm. and it is filmed in Israel. So yeah. I think they made the concession that he can have a black beard, but he's still white passing. Yeah, that's probably so, true. Yeah, because yeah, in in Chuck Norris's world, Chuck like Jesus looks like him. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Christ is a ginger. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, they go to this dig site and the demon guy who's Lockley is right running it again. We're just going to breeze through this because it's completely inconsequential. I mean, not to the movie, but to just your existence as a human. Um, <laughs> so they show him part of the scepter. He says it's fake. Um, then hitmen show up to Chuck Norris's hotel room. He gives him the old karate treatment. Um, Jackson um, convinces the captain that he wants to fuck her. That scene was pretty interesting. Like when they're at the hotel and he's yeah. like, no, you're going to call the captain. Um, and the captain is like basically a like a slightly more mellow version of the the Trunchbull from Matilda. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he basically convinces her that Ch that Chuck Norris wants to fuck her. So she gets really horny? Question mark. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Which. Is which that does a lot of things on a lot of levels for that scene because one, it's providing the not gays for Chuck. <laughs> right, right. He, he he is a man, mm -hmm. so he will have sex with women, yeah. even if it's lied about. Yeah. But also, Jesus it has to watch though. Yeah, but also it emasculates Calvin because. Mm -hmm. He's not laying on any like game or anything. He's not trying to convince the captain. He's not laying, you know, he's not being charismatic in a way that benefits him. He's not like, I'll treat you nice. I'll take you out to dinner. You know? Yeah. It's not. He's relaying the fact that Shatter will fuck her. Yeah. 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 So it's not he like really he misses you and he keeps saying shit like that. Yeah. I have one more observation here because socially scenes like this is that I'm pretty sure Ch Audrey Norris is a never nude. <laughs> Possible. That also makes sense. <laughs> that makes more sense than anything I've heard in a long time. I will personally bet my life on it now. I literally just heard it for the first time eight seconds ago. I would, I would bet anything. That's a shirt right there, too. I would, I would bet my right hand that he's a never nude. It's, a, it's, a, it's an easier bet than a Powerball, so yeah. yeah. Imagine how much pubes Chuck Norris has. <laughs> Unbelievable amount. Unbelievable amount. But he's like really well hung, so it's kind of like balanced. No. No, no, no way. No, no way. Absolutely he's got not. such a little, it's like an olive buried in an entire bag. Micro penis. Red, red cotton balls. If he if he was hung, he one you probably would have heard about it at some point, yeah, and, and just at some point, yeah. Two, he wouldn't be as into karate as he is, yeah. He wouldn't have been selling extras. Everything he does is to avoid 
seeing other women naked <laughs> or having himself to get naked. Yeah. It's it, all, it, everything is avoiding that. Yeah. And it's, it's really thin too. Really thin. <laughs> like thin, not in the way you think though, but thin like a flatworm. <laughs> Did not, oh, no. oh my god! I did not anticipate vision, like visualizing Chuck Norris's dick this much. Um, but at least not today. I mean, it's Saturday. <laughs> Maybe on the Sabbath. Saturday. But, um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, again, they they're fighting for the scepter. Shit's getting wild. There's a couple of good lines. Welcome to hell is one of them. That's a terror. Like, it's just bad. It could have been so much better. Um, they do. He ends up killing that Krieger guy. There's this whole on. Okay. So they go back to this joke so many times that it almost is one of the main plot points is that Krieger or not Krieger shatter will not let Jackson eat. Because yeah. he's controlling him this way. This is how this is one of his control techniques is to not let him eat. But then like it happens so much and they come back to the joke so many times that it should like the IMDB synopsis should basically be white cop won't let black cop eat demons also like that demons should be also the synopsis. demons appear. <laughs> yeah, that should be the synopsis. Um, it, it just it's it's he's constantly gaslighting he literally steals his money so he can't buy food it's like <laughs> it's so fucking weird it's not funny even a little bit no and it doesn't have a payoff like you say it should have some sort of payoff he of never like, is at the end where he's like here i bought you this wonderful steak and then throws on the ground and makes him eat it like a dog like i really thought he was going to do something <laughs> like that because that would have been on par with his character um right but no or you could have did you could have done something locally Mm -hmm. uh irrelevant and bottom like bread and fish yeah or did a thing where like you go into the restaurant and he's starving but all it is is a bunch of like weird f you know ethnic food that a chicago guy wouldn't like you know or yeah. something like that it was never pays off at all just so they, they it do just it stars a black guy yeah <laughs> and they, is rude to him yeah they start it they come back to it 90 times and then they just stop doing it. <laughs> like it just doesn't happen anymore. Like it happens so much that it seems weird and then it all, and then it stops abruptly. Um, so, you know, they start to get the whole idea of like, Oh, he's a servant of Satan and all this stuff. Um, he kills another guy you don't know or care about. Um, and then there's the ultimate gaslighting scene where they, and they play this straight where Jackson basically says like you motherfucker like he basically says like this isn't cool I want to go home this is not cool we're going to get in trouble we're going to die I'm starving <laughs> please stop and he <laughs> goes stop. I don't want this <laughs> I don't want this and he's like you don't respect me anything like that and I'm like oh okay like he's saying what the audience is feeling and then Chuck Norris again ultimate abusive per, like partner gaslighting goes if i didn't respect you you wouldn't be my partner <laughs> and it's like oh my god this feels like it's dateline now like yeah <laughs> like that's how was... modern dating feels like guys if you didn't know <laughs> yeah it's oh, like it's i'm tough. gonna treat you like shit 
and then probably not talk to you a lot and then be like, I like you. <laughs> I wouldn't make fun of your weird genitals if I didn't like you. <laughs> that classic, classic romantic, millennial romantic line. Um, no, that was Chuck Norris so, if he were a millennial. Yeah. yeah. I have to wonder. How come, maybe how maybe come your penis looks so much like a vagina. Um, Why is your penis in any? <laughs> But I have to wonder if all this, uh, all this, uh, like starving and all, like, is that actually improv by the actor? Like, he just literally so. was starving and, like, they just didn't pay for crafty do on you, this. Do you think that Chuck Norris could handle even one line of improv? No. Well, it, most of his responses are pretty terrible. There's but, one in there that is fucking god awful and it haunts me right now. Is like, Calvin is complaining about not eating and mm-hmm. then like he finally convinces Chuck to give him money and Chuck's response just like his his relenting to this is just he goes fine fine but just the way he delivers that line oh, yeah. is worse than what I just did yeah like I can't I can't do as bad as he it's does like <laughs> fine fine yeah just the way he says it is yeah. it's so weird and it's the worst acting i just don't understand how calvin did not have money well, either, they had a per diem mm-hmm. in, in in israeli currency no it makes no sense but yeah. that is what he, they're trying to pass along as a legit part of the story but it doesn't make any fucking Chuck sense Chuck Norris was just about to launch his like one of those bowflex fucking machines and he's like guys <laughs> we we need this this diet that, I, that we're gonna go yeah. on it's, it's a mm-hmm. new thing it's called starving yourself the shitter diet. Yeah. I can't have my co-stars eating poorly on camera. <laughs> yeah. That's going to reflect poorly on my exercise equipment sales. It's um, bad for my brand. <laughs> they, so they break into the Israeli police station now, even though they probably could have just went in during the day. Um, and they're going to get some more information about the case. Um, also, I've I, I made the note at this point that I've never seen a movie that feels more like a video game, mm-hmm. like the dot like a like a like an early PlayStation era video game, like where the voice acting is dog shit mm-hmm. and the plot is very loose and everything is very very clear cut what the next step is that you have to complete. Like here is a key. That key goes to that door that was locked. You know what I mean? Like it just <laughs> yeah. feels so formulaic and just like, like I said, a poorly written early video game. <laughs> like yeah, and the, and there's enough like bad ADR, like you're saying. It feels like poorly translated from Japan. Mm-hmm. Like even going back to the prostitute that Prosatanos was oh my sleeping God, with. Yeah, that was every, so bad. I think all of her bits are ADR, mm-hmm. and like she has the funniest scream. <laughs> When she comes out of the bathroom, because her face her face just opens wide, yeah. but it's like a completely different actress's scream, and it's yeah. it's great. <laughs> yeah, and and it's like, come in the shower. We can do it in the shower. <laughs> Would you like to continue sexual relations in the shower? Yes or no? Click no yes. They didn't even say sexual relations. They're like. We can do it again because, you know, we did it once already. You didn't see it, but I promise we did. Um, Promise it happened. Yeah. Which also this definitely speaks to how Christian Chuck is. You have the son of Satan running across the world and he can only he only Mm -hmm. just gets with a prostitute. 
He doesn't yeah. get with three. He doesn't get with three and two rent boys. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing. It's just, yeah. you know, I'm a bad guy because I had sex. We know Satan. We know Satan likes it all. He likes orgies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Satan yeah. would be out there fucking mixing it up. We're just sex all, positive here just be in all Satan land. And butts and um, yeah, uh, that's not how Satan gets down. That's a poor rendition of how he has he has super vanilla sex with a sex worker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lame. And then they get showers afterwards. It's a whole thing because that's uh, the imagination of the Norris brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine what the most insane devil sex looks like <laughs> just regular sex yeah just regular sex with a hot woman <laughs> and then she takes a shower naked and then they Chuck do it twice because Ch- Chuck capitalized naked because Ch- Chuck and Aaron they shower together but they wear swimsuits <laughs> yeah and they're never nude so yes <laughs> um anyway so um then we learn that the the girl who has again no agency and nothing to do in the movie at all besides get eye fucked by chuck norris um is has royal blood yeah. question mark well that's like the um, weird part is that she's called princess multiple times you're like oh god gross she's not even calling him yeah. daddy or like like i don't know what's yeah. going on here right well and she's not a princess she's the daughter of a duke right. or something they say it's just god damn it's so dumb and bad and doesn't need to be in there and then chuck norris karate kicks some druids um jump kicks satan's ambassador whatever the fuck he is um gives him a couple roundhouses and then yada 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 the scepter kills him she oh. figures out the easiest riddle in fucking movie history um and then Chuck's big payoff line when he throws the scepter through uh, fucking Satanist or whatever his fucking name is, is <laughs> eat this. Got him. God Got you, damn. That sucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, he th- and he throws it through his chest. Like you knew if you would have showed me the VHS cover of this movie, I would have went. Uh, who's that guy? They would be like, ah, he's like a Satan guy. I would be like, Chuck Norris is going to throw something through his chest. Like you knew <laughs> it was happening. Yeah, right. Uh, um, but then he, you don't even get a good line. You get eat this. You don't get like Satan's lame. You don't get anything. It's just, just nothing. This. Yeah. Uh, and then you do get a quick shot of, and you think he's going to transform into a demon or something. No, he doesn't. No. As he's dying, you get a quick shot of him in like a, fairly expensive halloween mask mm-hmm. um and then sparklers and he explodes mm. <laughs> um and then the guy dresses as jesus shows up takes all the pieces spits some dialogue that you really don't care about at all um and then right about when you think chuck's about to you know have mouth intercourse with the, <laughs> with the whatever her name is the duchess or something um the Bulls win the championship, I guess. And then yes. <laughs> and then he doesn't because God wouldn't like it. Um, mm-hmm. And then once again, this kid who's pretty inconsequential, the 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 you know, street uh kid who steals his wallet, steals Jackson's they're best friends now, by the way. Jackson yeah. gives him a little pep talk about how he should, you know, not do crimes. And then he steals his wallet again and Chuck somehow knows it and goes hey 
do you you missing something there, bud? <clears throat> and he reaches, his wallet's gone, and he turns around and yells, the kid's name's Desi. Desi! And then you get a freeze frame of the kid. <laughs> Which feels like that would be part of a completely different movie. But like because that kid barely shows up. Yeah. It, it's so weird. Yeah. The kid's just such a it's like if aliens saw some buddy cop action movies and mm. were like, we could do that. Yeah. And then put it into whatever their a alien AI that they have. <laughs> and this is fucking what came out. This definitely feels like a movie that's made by two brothers fucking around. <laughs> like 69ing. Well, well, not quite like that. Okay. But. That's what I thought. These guys, like, these, they were the, like, Aaron and Chuck Norris, I'm imagining, were like the proto-property brothers. Like, before the property brothers were, like, mm-hmm. like had gay incest sex, it was, the, it, was Aaron, it was Aaron and Chuck Norris. I mean, they're, they're for sure, like... Just completely unsufferable on set. Mm-hmm. They're having like their their little interactions between each other, mm-hmm. and like nobody can suggest anything to them. Nobody can say mm-hmm. this doesn't sound right. Yeah. Hey, can we do something else? They're just bouncing ideas off of each other. <laughs> They're like, "That's awesome! Yeah, that's awesome! They're that's awesome! In that's this, awesome!" In this like absolute moron echo chamber, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like these yeah. two like karate jerks who definitely have <laughs> CTE are just like. Going like, hey, uh, what if he says, like, what should he say when he stabs a demon? He's like, um, fuck you. No, no, we can't say fuck. Oh, right, right. Um, can we say you stink? Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. How about eat this? He's like, oh, fuck yeah, that's it, dude. Yeah, that sounds right. Eat this. Yeah, eat that this. sounds cool. Eat yeah, yeah, yeah. You try it. You try it. You say this. <laughs> but. And like the whole time is the other half of this is because both of these guys are in charge, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Is that and they really do know karate. Mm-hmm. Everybody's too afraid to really stand up to them. Yeah, yeah. Because then both because one one or both of them could kick your ass. Oh, they'll break your arm in five seconds for no right. reason. So and then they're just you like, don't want to fight guys. both of them. <laughs> good call, guys. Yeah, I like it. I like it. OK, eat yeah, this. this is great. Great. Eat this on eat three. This. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> Oh uh, gosh, I love I this movie. Um, listen, I'm not saying you should go watch it, but I do like that it's it's for sale on Amazon Prime, but for free. <laughs> <laughs> so it's two. It's it's the first time I've ever experienced this. I was going to watch it on YouTube because it's free on YouTube, which you should definitely watch for free on YouTube. Don't give Chuck Norris any money. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was just you know, plugged it into my, you know, my TV to see if it's streaming anywhere for free. Um, you know, maybe a little bit higher res or something like that. And I search and it's on Amazon prime, Amazon prime video. I go, all right, you know what? I'm just going to see how much it is on Amazon prime video. Bring it up. It's two ninety nine on sale for $0. <laughs> so, <laughs> you so, you you had to, you? so you have to purchase, well, rent, Mm-hmm. Rent, yeah. You could buy it for two ninety nine, oh. but you could rent it for free. So why the fuck would you ever buy it? It doesn't make any sense. Um, so it is for sale. It's not free on Amazon Video. It's for sale, but the asking price is zero dollars. So <laughs> I just fair. I think that's a fair yeah. price. And you went on there, and you had to like 
it's like confirm purchase question mark yes i will confirm the zero dollar purchase <laughs> it, it's oh. it, it's like they they're still ticking the numbers mm-hmm. to see like where chuck norris is on popularity mm-hmm. and that he is making sales i don't yeah. know i don't know what the point of that is i couldn't be- i was like this is so weird i was like if it's any amount of money if it was what if it was fucking 99 cents i would not have bought it i would just watch it on youtube just out of principle mm-hmm. but the fact that it was on i was like the only price i'm gonna pay for this is zero dollars i go in there zero dollars for sale zero dollars <laughs> my, my my guess is that it's like they have it set up that way because at some point chuck is 82 now mm-hmm. he's got to be close oh yeah and as yeah. soon as he as soon as he does they can just start putting real numbers back on it because people are gonna you know he, yeah. some dummies are gonna fucking watch it <laughs> yeah for money yeah i say listen worth a watch there's definitely some fun in it like i said it's the whole thing is is kind of weirdly like the relationship between the partners is like weirdly disturbing um there's some terrible lines it's just like it's a shitty action movie worth watching but like i said do not spend any money on this piece Mm-mm. of shit ever 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 it's free on youtube um all right guys so here here's what i want to ask you is uh was it worth it all your insolence all your bullshit all your grandstanding was it worth it did yeah, you learn this- your lesson <laughs> No, this is hardly like the worst thing we could have watched. I know it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it this, I mean, as... this is hardly this isn't as annoying as Uninvited. Oh, and you, come on! <laughs> Uninvited so much more fun than this. It, it's See, fun. That, I don't know. It's fun. That, but that was like the thing. I can is, blank like, out on this one yeah, though. I literally, yeah. like I said, I really wanted to just black out and get drunk, and I wish I had been high. <laughs> on like mushrooms watching yeah. i probably would have enjoyed the experience <laughs> a lot more um mm-hmm. but yeah there was no fun had and it isn't a good mm-hmm. movie and <laughs> you suck as a human uh, so yeah, it, well that it, but it it's did still its not job. veronica it, so it wasn't it's veronica. Not veronica like i would probably watch veronica again i'd watch uninvited again over watching mm. this again i would not let me be clear i would not watch veronica <laughs> i want to go on record as i will never watch veronica again um all right guys so uh that was hellbound from 1994 chuck norris's um gift to the horror sci-fi buddy cop action genre um all right so uh one more time keep tabs on us on the social medias because we've got some topics to vote on first step british horror nightmare on elm street or kaiju big battle excluding gojira um but after that if you want to be uh in uh um you know involved with our secret secret satan um picks for whatever topic we land on like i said keep an eye out because we're gonna have a little sign ups there and then we're probably gonna throw everybody's name on the wheel and then uh pick who um you know assume assuming there's not going to be like hundreds and hundreds of people who want to do it uh or even if there is that wouldn't be that big of a deal um we will uh, put you on the wheel and then you can help us pick um, those movies for for whatever topic also if uh typically in december Because it's a busy time for everyone. We're all out there celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, What we need to do is 
probably have a couple of guests. Um, I don't know if we're going to do a similar thing where we have our own kind of little mini episodes where we have our own guests on there. We kind of do them ourselves, like kind of solo them or not. I don't know. But if you have anybody out there that you think we should have as a guest, um, I have a couple actually in mind. Uh, throw them our way. A little DM on the social medias, uh, you know, at Halloween is forever, Halloween is forever pod, wherever the hell social medias that you're checking us out on. Search for that. You'll find us. All right. Any final thoughts, guys? No, that's, yeah, it's whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It it wasn't the worst thing, and I'm never going to watch it again, but now it's a part of me, I guess. (laughs) It's it's in your brain, and it can't go anywhere. Chuck Norris is inside you now, Steve. Mm. Don't forget (laughs) who did it to you. I put a little Chuck right inside you. Is that Um, what you call your dick, dude? (laughs) Little Chuck. Little Chuck. Little Chuck. That's the the worst part is that there's just nothing quotable or memorable. Mm. Oh. So it's just like a gray spot that has occupied time in my life. And I guess maybe that is more evil than everything else. At least Veronica, we got fucking Danzig impression. Yeah. And from Uninvited, we get fun puppet stuff that we can laugh at. You want to see my Chuck Norris impression? Go ahead. Good one. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) <laughs> that was it. All right, boys and ghouls, for the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. Good one. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing my Chuck Norris again. Bye. Shut up. Shut up.